Please tell us what motivated you to make the incitement. First of all, it's a trauma. It's a national trauma for Israel. It happened uh, 24 years ago, the assassination. And since then, every year on the anniversary, we keep on debating as a society whether there was incitement or not, incitement or not, who was responsible, who was involved, rabbi's involvement or not. All these questions uh, arise every year that causes a lot of tension. And uh, so this is part of, it's really a national trauma. Also on a personal, everybody who was in the pro-peace movement, everybody who was uh, backing Rabin, uh, definitely, uh, and also for those who weren't, uh, that were against the murder, were totally shocked. Uh, first of all, because any political assassination is a shocking event, but also in particular this one, because it was done, conducted, or executed rather, by an Orthodox Jew, that was uh, totally shocking, unprecedented, and we couldn't even fathom that. So the combination of the personal and national trauma uh, made me want to discuss it through a movie, so to contemplate on the assassination and be able to come as, with as many insights as possible. If Robin's assassination had not happened, I believe we would have been living in a different world right now. A lot of life had been saved. And actually, this incident changed the course of history. What do you think about that? I agree that the assassination is a turning point in the history of Israel. Uh, we had uh, hope until that point, hope for peace. There was a vision for peace. There was a visionary, not one, but definitely it's Haq Rabin led uh, executing that vision for peace in the Middle East, in the region, with the Palestinian people. And uh, this assassination cut that vision. And uh, since then, I mean, there were a couple of tries and moves, but in general, I can say definitely in the past 10 years that there were no uh, interest in peace both from the Israeli side and the Palestinian side as a consequence. How did you manage to develop this very sophisticated main character of the film? Uh, the, the way I developed this character, it, also, it started with research, of course. Uh, the research including reading everything that he said during the investigation in the police, in the security, uh, what we call Shabak, uh, or security services, uh, later in the um, in courts, at, in the courts, and also there was a national inquiry that he spoke as well. So I read tens and tens of pages of him talking about what he did, his logic, philosophy, what influenced him, and all that. That was one major resource. I read many articles about, uh, you know, sort of, analyzing his personality and analyzing uh, his background biography. So I read everything there is, and then we interviewed him. Uh, my uh, head of research, uh, a guy called Amichai Atali, a journalist, uh, interviewed him in, co in jail, I mean, using a phone, and he spoke to him for hundreds of hours with questions that uh, Ron Leshem, my co-writer, and myself fed him with. And he discussed, and we, from that I learned about, you know, his personality and the facts and the events. 
And I was able to both co-write this with Ron Leshem, uh, the development of this character, and also later to work with the actor in order to prepare him step by step to go through the journey that he went through, this radicalization, the, the psychological process from being a, relatively speaking, uh, normative political activist into an assassin of a prime minister. So all that, I use all this knowledge, all this information uh, in order to create this person. I think the incitement is a very timely film because at the time that we have these destructive U.S. policies towards the Middle East, what happens in Israel and other parts of the world, and the young generation do not have much of knowledge about what has happened, this film could actually help them to understand what is going on in our world. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying, that younger people don't know how it is to live with hope for peace and the possibility of peace and leaders that show the way uh, for peace. So in that respect, it's, it's a very important message. But internationally, I see what we see, and also in the United States, is leadership that uh, ignites incitement in inflammatory words. It's not only that they uh, use it because maybe it's their opinion, but they use it in order to manipulate the public because they see that it works for them. They see that it managed to get votes. And that's really troubling all over the world. We see that in Israel and now we see that in the U.S. Um, it's really unfortunate. And I hope that there will be change. And this movie is uh, hopefully contribute to that kind of movement where people would not accept incitement, would not accept this kind of talk, this divisive talk, uh, extreme divisive talk. Uh, I hope that that's just going to be um, not effective anymore. And that can also only happen if people realize how bad uh, this behavior, you know, what kind of terrible path this behavior leads us to. And also to, to again, not to accept it. How challenging was to make this film so that it doesn't sound biased towards a certain group and looks fairly to all parties involved in what happened in Israel. So uh, the, the approach, the general approach to the movie was to try to show it as authentic as possible and to show all sides uh, of the, you know, the argument, so to speak, meaning uh, to show how the settlers felt and how the right wing felt and how everybody felt towards this situation. Otherwise, it's not going to be effective. People would just discard it as a, uh, you know, an agenda, a political agenda movie. And we, we did not want it to be labeled that way uh, because uh, then there's no effect to the movie. It becomes like a pamphlet. And that's not something we, of course, are interested as filmmakers doing. So what we try to do is to look into the other side and let every voice in society uh, have, a, have, a, have a place in the movie and then see how the characters interact with that. So that was very important for me. For example, you see the bus exploding, you know, the terror attack on the Palestinian side, 
you also see that you hear arguments, uh, religious arguments being told in a sort of its full magnitude and force, uh, these religious beliefs. For example, that the land of Israel, the great land of Israel belongs to the Jews because God gave that to the Jews in the um, there's a covenant uh, between the Jews and God. And then to, to really show that aspect and then to show where it leads. Because where it leads, of course, is that if there's a leader who wants to, to, do, to make peace, and peace for land, meaning you have to give up some of the land of Israel, supposedly, uh, and and uh, and have that kind of uh, relationship. If you do that, then, according to uh, the religious, you know, settlers, messiah rabbis, it means that you are betraying God. And if you betray God, you know what you deserve. So I wanted to show all these aspects uh, in the most authentic and truthful way in order for us again to gain as much insight out of this moving forward, looking back, but also, of course, moving forward. Please tell us about casting of the incitement because the film has some great performances. Casting the film, I had a, a superb casting director. Her name is Orita Zulai. Really superb. And they, uh, I, I would say the two things that we realized quite early on, the first one, mutually we realized that the family that we're creating there, you know, Galami, his brother, his uh, parents, uh, has to be uh, Yemenite because Galami was a Yemenite, a Yemenite uh, Jew. And it was very important, again, for authenticity on all levels of acting and bringing that home, this home tradition into the movie. We, we thought that's, uh, that's a must. Uh, so and it took us a while to, to discover that. You know, we, we auditioned many people and then we, we realized that that's the case. Uh, we only had like the strong impact in the audition was when we had uh, somebody like representing their own true. So that was the first. The second thing which Orit, uh, uh, the casting director pushed, rightfully so, she convinced me and she was very smart in doing so, is to take actors that are not necessarily in Israel, not necessarily famous, but the opposite. Great actors, superb actors, but not necessarily in the spotlight. And what that allows you, it allows the audience to forget that they're watching a movie, but rather they see people, real people. And, and because otherwise, you know, you have that aspect, it takes you a minute, or not a minute, but it could take you a long time in a movie, uh, or, or maybe the entire movie, to feel that, well, it's a movie. We know that this person is not really that guy. So the make-believe process becomes a diff has a different flavor, a different kind of uh, approach. So these two decisions uh, were critical in casting this movie, and I think that looking at that, I think it's uh, part of the power of the movie. Uh, with the lead actor, but it was true in general that I wanted to isolate him from any judgment towards the character, and we made sort of a, uh, a contract, a pact, that I will be with him on this journey. I will never judge the character with him together. We're just going to try to analyze, figure out, you know, what makes uh, Igal Amir tick, what he does and why he does it and how he feels. And just to go through this emotional journey without uh, once even saying, oh, he's a murderer, he's an assassin, 
he's a bad person, he killed Israel, he killed democracy, nothing of that sort for the entire duration of the preparation and the filming itself. So much that uh, the actor became Igalamir in his spirit and everything in his body, the movement, and I was with them. So at the end of the movie, when we had the rap party, he was shocked that I'm anti, you know, anti the murder because he really forgot uh, that he was uh, Yudanari the actor, I mean Yudanari the person. He was totally the murderer. So in that respect, that was my general approach to it, and, uh, and it, that brought the, the result. Please tell us how this film was received in Israel. The film was uh, surprisingly uh, was receives a great reception in Israel. We, we thought, we knew that it's going to have impact, but we we thought, you know, what kind of impact we didn't know, and also we didn't know what part of the population will be open to to watch, to listen, to be affected, to have a dialogue and discourse. And what we saw is also right-wing, people from the sort of right-wing, people who support the Likud party and Bibi, were open to listen, looked at it, had an open argument. Of course, they did not accept everything in the movie, but it really... Uh, some of them, it opened their eyes. So we saw there was a, an important Israeli journalist um, leaning towards the right wing and religious, and he endorsed the movie immediately. He saw it and he tweeted, it's a must-see. So, so the movie uh, on from the media became sort of a must-see movie, and we see uh, how its effect is growing. Also... I was invited to speak in the rally for Rabin. There were about 50,000 people, and they showed two clips from the movie. Um, and then they uh, allowed, you know, they invited me to speak on behalf of the, uh, of the filmmakers that made this movie. And I think that shows that the movie had uh, sort of, I wouldn't say consensus, of course, it's a controversial movie, but the movie managed to have an impact uh, even beyond the, the, the scope of the cinema. How do you see the chances of the incitement to be nominated or win the Best International Film Award at Academy Awards 2020? This is, again, uh, th that part belongs to, to the members. It's their decision. The Academy members decide who they want to choose uh, to select as either a good movie and an important movie, and we'll try to show it in Los Angeles to as many as we can, uh, have a discussion, and hopefully uh, the movie will be able to, you know, get, get that kind of attention because the message I think is very important, and it's a message that is important today, especially today, it's zeitgeist. And it's also a, a moment uh, important for America. I see the leadership here and the leadership in Israel and in other countries. I think it's, it's a message that we, I hope, that society and also the academy members will embrace.